and welcome to the Tea Party Policy Chat. This is Scott Harris, the Constitutional Patriot podcaster, um, here behind the Red Pill mic and on the Red Pill cam. And today is the Tea Party Policy Chat. This is a um, separate podcast of the Constitutional Patriot Podcast where we talk about mostly just all like domestic issues and stuff going on domestically and domestic policy. That's where we focus on and we, we go into things that we can't, don't have time to cover in the tea part into the Constitutional Patriot Podcast because that, that podcast, the Constitutional Patriot Podcast, uh, cover everything. I cover... Um, both domestic, uh, philosophical, uh, constitutional, historical, economic, um, education, uh, religious freedom, and all of the and all of those philosophical aspects in that main podcast. So some of the ones that I want to spend more time on on issues I want to spend more time on, I I, I do here in the uh, Tea Party Policy Chat podcast. It was originally set up to be a Patreon membership subscriber benefit, but I decided to have it as a standalone podcast. Um, hopefully, I, I plan to get um, interviews and uh, people that are that we have discussions and debates on different uh, domestic policy issues. So that's that's uh, you know hopefully we can get into that. Now, what I'm going to cover today is I have um, four different videos. That I want to go, that I want to try to get into, and it has to do with basically uh, Democrat liberal hatred for conservatives, violence against conservatives, racism against conservatives, and all of those basically um, anti-American um, evil activities from the liberal and the left that is occurring. So that's that's pretty much the basic topic. Evil liberals is pretty much the topic and discussion today. So let's get started with that. And we are here we go. for the Tea Party Policy Chat Podcast. And what we're going to be talking about today is some very interesting aspects to um, what's going on in the world today. So I'm going to have to, let me do the share screen aspect that we do, that we do all the time. I have to make sure I share sound. Okay, here we go. And one of the things, we have, we have videos today and um, <laughs> one is that deals with a violent, massively violent uh, uh, thing going on here, and we're going to get to that. But I want to start off first with some some Democrat racism, racism, 
And here we have on Harris Faulkner, here is the, the title of this, this video. And as, as we're doing the same thing for the Tea Party Policy Chat that I do with the Constitutional Patriot, is I have not watched these videos um, in their entirety um, or some of or any at all. And I give live commentary on the spot. So that's what we're doing here. So here we go. This title of this vi of this video that I'm, gonna, I'm going to give analysis and commentary on is called Nikki Haley's uh, Claps Back at View Host Sunny for um, for her attack on her heritage on Nikki on Nikki Haley's heritage. Uh, for the very first time, uh, Ambassador Haley is with me now to react publicly and to get her response to something that's getting a ton of attention right now. It's a personal attack on her. Critics are pushing back hard on The View's co-host, Sunny Hostin, for accusing Ambassador Haley of trying to hide her Indian heritage. It began with the panel talking. Okay, first of all, Nikki Haley has never hid her Indian heritage. First, when she, when she was the UN, she was the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations during the Trump administration. And honestly, she was, I, I want to say, one of the best, if not the best, U.N. ambassadors our country has ever had. Unlike the um, incompetence that we are dealing with now um, with the State Department, she was absolutely fantastic at that job. And she basically, I mean, wow, she was great. And she was a governor, and she was a great governor. I mean, this, this woman is extremely talented and wicked, wicked and massively smart, okay? And this was, this, this, the view, those people are the stupidest people on the face of the earth. I seriously, why, why, how they have, how ABC has kept them on the air for so long is completely insane. Okay, that, that's, that, we're going from that starting point. Talking about a potential 2024 White House race. Let's watch. I'd love to see Nikki Haley. To Nikki Chris Haley, the chameleon. I think that Nikki Haley was incredibly effective governor of South Carolina. Yes, there there some, there's some of by. us that can be chameleons and decide not to embrace our ethnicity so that we can pass. Sunny, so I don't that think that's don't fair. Whoa, that is what a what a racist statement. What a racist statement because that's what she does. What a racist statement. Well, by a different name. Yeah. Wow. And they think she it's really what, is that racially ignorant. And your response, you know, Th these people are so insane. How 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 is he, how how are they not being suspended? How is ABC not suspending those people for their ignorance, their stupidity, and their flat-out open racism and and clear and clear bias and hatred? Seriously. It's not the first time, and it won't be the last time, that the hosts of The View come after me or that liberals come after me in one, you know, in whatever way. They can't stand the fact that a minority female would be a conservative Republican. You know, when I ran for, um, when I ran and won governor, um, and a reporter went to a high-ranking African-American Democrat female and said, how do you feel that South Carolina now has their first minority governor and she said Nikki well see here's the thing I want you I want you to pay very close attention to this next statement I have not heard what she's going to say 
I just know from experience that this is a key, th a key statement. Okay, so listen up. Nikki Haley's not a minority. She's just a conservative with a tan. So Ooh. you look at... Conservative with a tan. A openly racist statement coming from a African-American Democrat. Okay, and so, you know, the thing is, is when you put everything in race, where, as Biden says, if you're not black, if you don't vote for him, you're not black. Really? So, so minorities are not allowed to think for themselves. A minority is not allowed to look at, look at the policy positions of a party, not allowed to look at the platform of a party, of a political party, not allowed to look at the ideological um, issues that they have in their party and determine, uh, that doesn't fit me. I'm not in favor of, of baby fit infanticide, right? A minority is not allowed to say that, right? Uh, a minority, an African-American is not allowed to say, I'm not in favor of an organization that was created to basically kill um, black babies. Planned Parenthood was is was that was the reason that the creators of started Planned Parenthood was to stop the spread of the African American population in the United States. That's a fact. Okay, don't if you don't believe me, b listen to uh, Candace Owens and other people. That's where I got this information from. You know, I'm 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 willing to learn from people when they have facts. And they have, and they've done the research, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, to learn from that and acknowledge it. Okay, so, you know, but a, an African-American is not, or a minority person of any kind of minority group is not allowed to think for themselves, according to the Democratic Party, according to the liberals, according to the mainstream party. Seriously, that, that, that's what we're dealing with here. At what Sonny Hostins does and you know the idea that no Sonny is not her name Nikki is my name it is on my birth certificate it is an Indian name and I embrace my Indian heritage see this right here is very interesting Sonny Hostin okay is not her name that's what she uses as a name and it is it to basically hide her ethnicity that's what she's doing that's what she's trying to make. Oh, her name is Sunny. What is her real name? You know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna accuse somebody of something, you better have your facts straight, lady. Seriously. I have written two books that describe the struggles that my family had, what it was like growing up. But the idea that they can do this, you're not going to see her fired from that show. We're not even going to see an apology from that show because they let. See, this right here, this right here is is what outrages me is is these ABC, NBC, CBS, CNBC, MSNBC, CNN, um, uh, PBS. These networks are allowed to lie, misrepresent information, conceal information, lie about that, coordinate with the Democratic Party about lies, okay, and other liberal organizations. 
and nothing happens. And we're supposed to accept what they say as truth and as gospel. Seriously? How many times has, has uh, Fox News, Newsmax, One America News, Epoch Times, Washington Examiner, uh, uh, the Washington, uh, the New York Post, the, the Wall Street Journal, how many times has these organizations, these media organizations, has proven um, MSNBC, CNN, CBS, ABC, and um, NBC, how many times have they proven that those, those news agencies were lying? And, they, and then, then those liberal leftist, quote-unquote, mainstream media had to print a retraction. And they never did it in print. It was always on their website, right? Or, and it was always not, they never did it on air. You, just, you have to go to the website and find down at the bottom in, in light gray, almost unlegible retractions on their, on their page. And you had to go into their, into their admin page to find it. I mean, this is how they do stuff. This is how, this is how they, they, pre they promote lies and promote uh, uh, misinformation, okay? And they have, they, and they just make stuff up. I mean, they proving making up. They have, you know, it's like, I remember watching, it was like years ago, Years ago, it was during Obama. Actually, there was actually um, you see those people, those reporters outside the White House or outside whatever, and they're like all of them in the parking lot, and there's like they're they're so many feet apart, right? And you would have where one person is reporting this and gives an, gives their opinion about it, their interpretation, or their the you know it's like how they are looking at this issue, and then. Three people over. It's like other news media's are reporting. Other news me. Other news media's. So this person gives an opinion. Okay, person one. You have like five people in a row. Person one, the first person in that row, gives an opinion. An opinion, right? An editorial opinion. The third person over hears that and says, "Other news media agencies are reporting." Then the person at the end says, it has been reported in multiple news agencies. See, that's how they perpetuate these lies. And it's all based on one person's opinion. Okay, that has been documented as having, and it was like, that has happened numerous times. And it, it was documented in a book called Biased, written by actually an ABC news, a, a news producer, right? So check out the book Biased. Okay, I, I, I used that book in, when I was in a teaching credential program at Fresno State talking about um, uh, freedom of press in, in my curriculum um, when I was in the teaching program. And we had to create a, a lesson plan for our content, and I was doing a content a lesson plan on the First Amendment and the right to free press. And we had, in part of our, that lesson plan, we had to, we had to have two different books um, that we were having the students read um, if we were to impose this curriculum. And one of them was that book, Biased. Okay. And it showed how exactly this, these types of things happening, how the news media manipulates their, their, 
their agenda to so that, to promote their political ideology in the mainstream media. Liberals say that about conservative Republican minorities all the time, but yet nothing is done. Had this been said about a Democrat, all hell would have broken loose. Uh, you know, just in terms of that 2024, and I pointed out the politics of things that are happening on, on every scale right now, whether it's a lawsuit against a former president, we are cooking down 48 days to the midterm elections. And then begins the real talk about 2024. And what will you have to say about it? Well, I think let's see what happens in November. We have to win the House, the Senate, and these 36 governors' races. And then, you know, I've said before, if, you know, once the elections are out of the way, we'll look at the situation. If it looks like there's a place for me, I've never lost a race. <laughs> you know, I'll give it a thousand percent and we'll finish it. Okay, see, I honestly think she would be a great president or vice president. I honestly think, oh, a DeSantis-Haley ticket? Oh, that would be absolutely fantastic. That would be, oh, 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 Christy, oh, oh, the governor, oh, um, a Haley Gnome ticket? Oh, two, two, oh, two extremely conservative, brilliant women on the ticket. That would be absolutely, <laughs> that, oh, that would be, oh, that would be great. That would be, oh, that would be so fantastic. Oh, where where you have two proven leaders, two proven leaders, two brilliant people who have who fight for the Constitution, fight for liberty, who are who fight for America, and have are great leaders and have done great jobs and have the experience. Oh, that would be a fan oh, against Newsom, <laughs> against Kamala Harris, Newsom. <laughs> Oh, that would be, oh, imagine that, imagine that. That would be something I would like to see. Um, but I think it's really important we look at, at November. And what I hope Democrats realize, you know, when they look at what happened on The View is, it's Democrats that are racist. These liberal extremists are the ones that are racist. They're the ones that won't, that think minorities are incapable of going to the DMV to get an ID mm. to vote. They're the ones. See this right here, this right, Crowder, was it Crowder, I believe it is? He did a video on this. Right. He did a video on this. And because the thing is, is that that liberal Democrats, white liberal Democrats are saying that that requiring a photo ID to vote is racist. So if so really, well, Crowder, he went to I think it was Crowder. I can't remember his name or uh, I don't know where it was. I saw the video. I can't remember the guy's name. And I don't think it was Crowder. I don't remember his name. Honestly, I'm, I, I, can't, I can't remember his name. Um, but he went, to, he went to a liberal college and asked a bunch of like, like liberal uh, di college Democrat students that were part of the college Democrats. And he asked them if that, um, if, if, um, why is it that, that um, they're opposed to, to voter ID laws? And the, was it the, whatever colleges was, it was the president of the College Democrat says, well, African-Americans do not know how to get a photo ID. And requiring a photo ID to vote would be racist because they don't know how to get one. <laughs> or where to go to get, to get a photo ID. So he went to Harlem. <laughs> so he went to Harlem into the most, to the, to, into New York City to the largest area with the, the most, the highest percentage of African-American people in the city. 
and he started asking um, African Americans. Um, first of all, he asked, do you, is requiring a photo ID to vote, is that racist? And they said, well, you have to have a photo ID to get on a plane. You have to have a photo ID to actually get into a government building. So if you have to have a photo ID to get into a government building, then how is having a photo ID required to vote, how is that racist? And these were African Americans saying this in Harlem. And then he asked, he's like, and he says some of the some of the college college um, Democrats and college liberals are saying that African Americans are unable to get a photo ID. Do you have a photo ID? He goes, Yeah, I have a driver's license. Says an African American man that he was asking, and he goes, For those, he goes, it, do do you know any um, African Americans who don't have a photo ID? He goes, Everybody has a photo ID. You have to have a photo ID just to do stuff. And he goes, well, if you did not have one, do you know where to go to get one? He goes, yeah, the DMV. And then he asked, do you know where the DMV is? He goes, yeah, it's, you go up to that corner, turn left, and it's four blocks over. <laughs> right? So, so, you know, so, so, every, so every argument that was made by these white college liberals was completely false, false and completely 100% racist. So the the conceptual framework that the the liberals are under that they believe and that are perpetuating is that having photo ID is 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 a burden to the minority population. That in and of itself is racist. Having a statement saying, as an official policy of the Democratic Party, that that requiring that that African Americans and minorities are are not intelligent enough. Do not have the mental capability to get a photo ID. That's insane. And my and, and the fact is that, that you have these where is the where is the outrage against this openly racist policy of the Democratic Party among African Americans under Hispanic Americans? Where's the outrage? Why? No, because it is something that they're using as a as a foil against conservatives saying oh well you want this so it's racist even though it's not cuz you know th the democrats are the ones that are racist ones that are racist that say minority parents are incapable of finding the school for their children let's let um, independents, conservative Democrats realize that no, it's not Republicans that are racist or sexist. It's liberal Democrats that have done this for a long time, and I hope that that really goes to the heart of what happens in the House, Senate, and governor's races come November. Well, you know, I've always been grateful when people... Okay, so that's, that's, that's where we're going with that. And what I wanted to go now is... Um, the I'm gonna close this out. I have so much. I have so much stuff going on here. Um, I want to go now. Is is I want to to um, talk about the contract with America, and or the, not the the commitment to America, similar to the contract with America. So this is what we're talking. They were talking about the 2022. This is what the Republicans want to do in 2022. When you and your family go shopping, you probably ask yourself. Can we afford this? Now more than ever, Americans are struggling just to get by, wondering if they could even make it. You know what's even worse? The country's struggle goes beyond just the grocery store. Violent crime is at record highs in our streets and neighborhoods. 
The border has become a national security crisis, with fentanyl killing our fellow citizens. Soaring inflation has shrunk paychecks and sent us into a recession. And our kids have fallen further behind thanks to school closures and lockdowns. The White House and the Democrat majority in Congress control Washington. They're in charge. This is their record. And yet, they want you to give them two more years of power. Okay, here is, um, okay, the fentanyl. Um, there was enough seeds at the border to kill um, every single person in North America, in the continent of North America. Seriously. And that was, and it's still coming in. I mean, this is, this is a weapon of mass destruction here. This is, this is something that is used just to poison. The fentanyl poisoning is the number one cause of death of people under the age of 45. The number one cause of death. And it's all caused by the Biden administration. This is insanity. This is insanity. And, one of, and, and so one of, one of the Republicans has, has permitted a bill that was would would have declared these um, these Mexican drug cartels as terrorist organizations. Okay, seriously. But Republicans have a plan for a new direction, one that'll get our country back on track. It's called the commitment to America, a plan for an economy that's strong, where you can feed your family and fill up your tank. A nation that's safe, where communities are protected by the police and criminals are prosecuted. A future that's built on freedom, where your children come first and are taught to dream big. And a government that's accountable, where politicians don't get special treatment. We simply cannot afford two more years of business as usual in Washington. We need common sense change now. If you agree, join us and tens of millions more across this great country. If you, if you want to make this country better, if you want to, to basically embrace the, the founding principles of this country, um, see, the thing is, I was asked by a college professor why I'm a Republican. And I says, because... The Republican Party is the only political party that embraces the foundation principles of this country, that embraces the Declaration of Independence, that supports the Constitution, that sees the Constitution as, as written as the, as the supreme document, the supreme law of the land. Whereas the Democrats have stated numerous times from numerous politicians and even um, political leaders of the Democratic Party of this government has stated, like Obama and Biden have both stated, that the Constitution needs to be discarded. Which, um, which according to their oath of office and to the United States Constitution itself, a violation of the Constitution, which could, in, which is in and of itself reason to be thrown out of office. The 14th Amendment, Section 3, no person shall be a senator 
or representative of Congress, or an, ele or an elector of president and vice president, or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States, under any state, who have previously taken an oath as a member of Congress, or as an officer of the United States, or as a member of any state legislature, or any executive or judicial officer of any state, to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or have given aid and comfort to the enemies thereof. <laughs> Which can, uh, but these, but Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. So they can remove these people. It takes two-thirds vote. But see, here's the issue. Here's the issue. If you're, if you give an oath, and you want to support um, t t doing away with the Constitution, that makes you an enemy to the Constitution, which is a violation of your oath of office. So, you know, there. see, it's really simple. It's really simple. You give an oath to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. If you want to then do away with the United States Constitution, then guess what? You are an en a domestic enemy to the Constitution. It's a really simple concept. It's a really sim very simple concept. And see, that's why I am a Republican, is because the Democratic Party wants to do away with the Constitution. And if you don't like elements of the Constitution, guess what? There's a way to amend it. But they will never amend it to do away with the right to keep and bear arms. That will never happen. So they want to do away with the Constitution. They want to do away with free speech. They want to do away with freedom of religion. They want to do away with freedom of peaceful assembly. They want to do away with all these aspects that are the foundation principles of this country. That's why I'm a Republican. Because the Democrats want to do away with these things. And I support these things. I support freedom of speech. I support freedom of religion. I support freedom of expression. I support the freedom to express yourself. I support the freedom for you to, to meet with people and have conversations. I support your right to defend yourself against attack. I, def I support the right for you to, to raise up against tyranny and to overthrow a government that wants to take your constitutional rights away, as stated in the Second Amendment and in the, in the Declaration of Independence. This is one of the things that I support. Experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms for which they ha are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and assertions pursuing invariably the same object invices a design to reduce them under absolute depotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. Declaration of Independence. Governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from consent of the governed. But whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and institute new government, laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such forms as th 
them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. See, these are the issues. This is why I'm a Republican. Because a Democrat cannot say they support those things and still maintain loyal honesty about what their party believes and the poly positions of their party and the ideological platform of their party. See, that's why. So my question to you, to the world, to all Americans, to every Democrat, if you say that you support the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, then why are you supporting a Democratic Party that wants to do away with these things? That wants to end these things? That needs to be the question that needs to be asked. Because people like you, who work hard, play by the rules, deserve better. Commitment to America. Coming to you in 2022 midterm elections in November. Please remember to vote Republican in all everything from dog catcher all the way up to senator. I have a dream. These words are known okay. to each of you today. I can say I have a need. I need to protect. Okay, that was from another another one. So, sorry, that was Zelensky giving a speech, um, requesting aid. Now, what we're going to hear is we're going to be discussing. Um, there's there's something I want to get to. Here is we're going to be talking about um, criminal violence against um, conservatives. Okay, um, another attack, another violent, deadly attack by a leftist against a conservative because they are a conservative. Political violence instituted by the left against Americans because they are conservative. And, the, and where's the left on this? Silence. The sound of silence is coming from the left on this issue. The sound of silence. A North Dakota man says he intentionally hit and killed an 18-year-old with his car all over a political dispute. He told police he chased that teenager down. He killed this person. He targeted this person because this 18-year-old boy was a conservative. An 18-year-old boy was murdered because he was he believed in them he believed in America. An 18-year-old boy was murdered because he was conservative. An 18-year-old boy was murdered because he believes in the Constitution. He believes in, in equality. He believes in, in, in government policy that is non-racist. He believes in government policy that where, where basically you as an individual have the right to express yourself and, is in, and believes in freedom. And because of that, he was murdered. And because of that, this young 18-year-old boy who had his entire life ahead of him was murdered by a leftist. Down around town because he thought the victim was part of a Republican extremist group. Matt Finn is live in Los Angeles. The Republican extremist group. Uh, oh, being a registered Republican is defined by the Democratic Party as being a religious group.
as being a, 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 a the Democrats are insane. Democrats are insane. Democrats are insane. Dumbasses to Democrats as air is to breathing. The story. Matt. Harris, 18-year-old Kaylor Ellingson's family and that community are grieving his death at such a young age. The North Dakota Highway Patrol tells Fox News what led to Ellingson's death is under investigation. And here's what we know. Police say Shannon Brandt called 911 on himself last Sunday after he struck and killed 18-year-old Kaylor Ellingson. Highway Patrol tells us Brandt and the 18-year-old had some type of altercation at an outdoor street concert. The teen called his mother twice in the early morning hours saying he was being chased. Court documents show that Brandt told officers that the teen was threatening him. Later telling police, Brandt admitted to striking the pedestrian, that teen, with his car because he had a political argument with the pedestrian and believed the pedestrian was calling people to come get him. Okay, see, this is insane. Okay. <clears throat> now, see, I am a conservative. I have always been a conservative. I have, um, I have been somebody who's been always promoting the rights of business, the rights of individuals, um, the rights to uh, against being people being attacked. Um, I, I, I crossed a picket line uh, when I was 14 and I was attacked by a teamster who tried to hit me in the head with a 2 by 4 um, because I believe that um, th they did not have the right to stop people from going into a store. Um, and so that I did, I did that. And um, I received death threats for that. And when I worked at the IRS, um, I publicly um, opposed the lies that were being told by the labor union there at the IRS. And I uh, publicly denounced their, their information as propaganda lies. And I received death threats from members of the, of the employees of the IRS um, because of my political viewpoint. Um, which I have a right to hold, and um, and when I would got into a debate um, with the labor union leader, um, one of the labor union representatives at the IRS, and proved him wrong on every aspect, other peoples of other members of the union have threat threatened my life there at the IRS in in Fresno, California. That did happen. Okay, so, um, and, and that's my personal experience. That is my personal experience. And, um, the, and I've been um, uh, harassed by teachers in public school from 7th through 12th grade on a regular basis about political uh, viewpoints and political positions that I held that were against the, the mainstream ideological uh, communist stance of the school district. And I basically went to war with them on, on, on these issues on numerous, on numerous events, numerous times. And <laughs> yeah, let's just say that there, yeah, there were issues. Um, so this, this is nothing new for me personally, okay. Um, I've, I've, I've gone, I've learned to accept it and, but 
here's the thing. I, I, I go into this knowingly. Here you have, but I've, I've, this is sad. Here you have an 18-year-old boy brutally murdered because of his political viewpoint. This should be a hate crime. This needs to be legislated as a hate crime. When you attack somebody because of their ideological belief, that's a hate crime. And guess what? A political belief is based on a political ideology, which makes it a hate crime. This person should be prosecuted with a, as, a hate, as a hate crime. Seriously. Grant admitted to state radio that he hit the pedestrian and that pedestrian was part of a Republican extremist group. Police tell Fox News so far they do not think... Being part of any group is not justification to be murdered. Being a member of a group, which you have the right to be under the Constitution, you have the right to assemble, you have the right to associate with people, that's in the Constitution. It's called the First Amendment. Okay, and for people who don't know, this, this, the fact that I have to do this, Congress, Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of press or the right to, of people to peacefully assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So forming a group is peacefully assembling. A group that wants to to uh, uh, petition the government or change government policy for a redress of grievances, perfectly under the Constitution. So there you go. <laughs> Insanity. Democrats are insane. Democrats are insane. Brandt and Ellison knew each other. They say the suspect, Brandt, admitted to drinking, is charged with vehicular homicide with a DUI and leaving the scene of a fatal crash. They have conducted multiple interviews and have not been able to confirm. He should have a, should also be listed as a hate crime. Firm that Ellingson was a part of any Republican extremist group. Police tell us they are not ruling out that a political argument started all of this, but right now they haven't identified any witnesses to corroborate Brandt's account. And it should be completely irrelevant. Not, you know, this, this, here's the thing. He said himself that he killed the kid because of politics. So there you go. The only individual right now that's identified that there was some sort of political event or discussion or disagreement going on is Mr. Brandt. And he stated that during his 911 call. So that's, so what is, see the thing is, here's, here's, here's what it is. The mainstream media and these people are trying to play down this, this aspect that the, the reason, the motive behind this murder was politics. They're trying, he's like, oh, there's no evidence. The evidence is he, the person who did it, confessed to doing it because of political issue. End of story. Investigation closed.
Okay. No, but see, they can't let that happen. They can the the left cannot let that stand. The reason for that because if it was to stand and be listed that way, then you would have to put it. Then it would fall under attacking somebody because of their ideological viewpoint and their ideological beliefs, which then makes it a federal hate crime. And you can't have violence against conservatives classified as a federal hate crime precedent. They can't have that. That's why this whole, they keep asking, well, there's no evidence. The evidence is the person who committed the crime confessed, stating the reason why was politics. Because the kid was a conservative. The end of story, end, end of investigation, uh, prosecute him as a hate criminal. Police tell us Brandt has lawyered up and stopped talking to police. Ellingson's mother declined to speak with us. Harris. Well, he settled. Okay, see, th th that's, this, is all, this is all a political, political stunt. Okay, a political stunt by the left to play it down and to make it where it's a quote-unquote non-issue. That's what they're trying to do. Okay, now we're moving on. Okay, my allergies are about to, oh. So I just smelled a bunch of pollen. I don't know what it was. I think my fan just, the air could just blew it. Oh, somebody has flowers in this building. <laughs> and the air conditioner is blowing pollen all over the building. Oh, wow. Allergies, oh, they hit you out of nowhere. Okay, moving on. Okay, Emily, this this video is, is Emily... Compagnio. She is one of the most, she is a very brilliant lawyer on Outnumbered and Fox News. Um, this is a great show. I highly recommend it. And the women on this show are massively intelligent. I mean, these, these women are massively intelligent. The comments host Sunny Hostin made about Nikki Haley's name earlier this week. Okay, see, so this, is, this is part two of the Nikki Haley um, name by the view. These people on the view are so insanely stupid. I mean, seriously, Whoopi Goldberg, Joy Behar, Sonny, and these uh, the other ones that you know they rotate around. These people are so stupid. Do, the, do, really, I mean, this the ignorance that they have on absolutely everything is so astounding. I'd love to see Nikki Haley. I'd love to see Liz Cheney. I'd love to see and Nikki Chris Haley, Lanu. the chameleon. And Nikki Haley was incredibly effective governor what is her of real South name, Carolina. So I just want to be careful about critiquing yeah, her for there, going by this. What is her real name? It's Nikki Haley. Is her real name? What is your name, Sonny? What's your real name, Sonny? There's some of us that can be chameleons and decide not. Playing this again. Oh, this is so. Oh, this is uh, the reason I'm, I did this again is because because I gave my analysis of this earlier in this in this uh, podcast, but uh, uh, Emily Capaccio is going to give her analysis of it, and I wanted to t I wanted that I wanted to hear that. So so this is why. So you're hearing a replay of this, but you know this is it shows her it shows her insanity, it shows her stupidity. It shows how she's trying to be a chameleon to hide her ethnicity. Seriously, dumbass is to Democrats as air is to breathing. And change that. Dumbass is to host the view as air is to breathing. <laughs> oh, that would make a good t-shirt. <laughs> 
to embrace our ethnicity so that we can pass. Sunny, so I don't that think that's fair. You go by a different name. Yeah. <laughs> this is so stupid. Oh, dumbass is to the view as air is to breathing. Now, Senator Tim Scott, who has been the victim of similar attacks, says this is just the left's way trying to demoralize GOP minorities. See, see, Tim Scott, I love, I, I love this guy. This guy is so smart. And on, honestly, I think that he would be a great president someday. I honestly, I honestly believe that. I can't imagine that in America today that Sonny's having a... Tim Scott, Nikki Haley ticket. Oh, that would be awesome. ...conversation about Nikki Haley's name. The fact of the matter is that when you see strong, powerful, positive minorities standing up on the conservative side, the left always wants to hit and demoralize, diminish our impact. I can't think... See, one of the things that what he's talking about here is a perfect example of this. There has been a, a congressional seat that has been... Oh, per, for the past 50 years, a Democrat-controlled seat on southern Texas, on the Texas border of Mexico, that for the first time a Hispanic woman who is a Republican won that seat and in a special election. And that same area, a major town, for the first time in, oh, I don't know, the history of that city was a Republican mayor. Okay, Hispanic and a Hispanic Republican mayor. So this, these need to be understood that that these that these individual conservatives of different ethnic groups they are thinking for themselves. Why are the Democrats so afraid of people thinking for themselves? Why are they f so afraid to of people stepping outside of groupthink? Okay, why? Because they lose control that way, right? is because when people start embracing liberty, when people start embracing freedom, and they start saying, hey, what are you doing here? What are, what are these controls that you're doing to manipulate me and to manipulate these thinking, the policies that you have to control me? What are you actually doing here? Right? Then they start looking at what's, what's being taught in the school, their children in schools. And then, then they start listening to what the school board and the teachers and these leftists are saying about the whole concept of parental rights in schools. It's like, hold on, wait a second. There was actually, this was actually on, on, on CBS, what they, had, uh, they had a person who actually said this back during when Obama was president. They actually said the first thing that we need to do is we need to, t we need to take children away from their parents so then we can really educate them on socialism. Wow. And where did that come from? That comes from the communist policy positions where I talked about it in another podcast. Thank you, Epoch Times, for laying out all that information. Is that, is that in 1964, this was actually the, the plan that they did to transform, um, to end and destroy capitalism and institute a worldwide communist utopia. So this is their plan. Right? That was planned in 1964. Think of a worse situation to see on TV than someone who doesn't go by her own name talking about Nikki Haley, whose name is Nikki Haley. As usual, Jackie. See, once again, I was like, what is her name, real name? Okay, I would really like to find out what Sonny's real name is. What's Sonny's real name? Okay, and and if in and you know the the thing is, if you're gonna if you're gonna be basically making an issue of people using real names or not real names. 
okay, then, you know, you better start using your real name, Sonny, whatever your, the person also known as Sonny, you know, uh, no, also known as, also known as Sonny. Senator Scott gets it exactly right. It's about demoralizing GOP minorities, both in leadership and those who have changed their party affiliation. A Wall Street Journal poll showed that where Democrats had a 34-point advantage with Latinos, it's now 11 points. That's a pretty significant shift. It really is. See, the, the thing is, is that is, is if you look at um, the only group, the only group, the uh, only category of voter where Republicans have, have never had anybody in is the dead person vote is in the dead person category. Okay. 100% of all dead people voting are, are Democrat. And I've actually brought this up numerous times with the, with the, with the National Republican Committee. Right? The National Committee. Okay. If you're, it's like, how are we going to get dead people voting? I mean, it's like, seriously, why don't they go down and hire some like, witch doctors and start making some Republican zombies? We get none of the zombie vote here. Okay, and it's like, well, you know, um, it's okay. So let's let's like, if we start making all these zombies, they're going to be needing, they're going to be eating brains, right? Well, guess what? Just send them to California. There's a lot of Democrats here. There's a lot of brains they could eat. There you go. Oh, <laughs> uh, and they see they're not using them, so you know, it's you know, no loss. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's a joke. That's a joke. I mean. <laughs> That's a joke. Seriously, it's a joke. I'm joking. And you you can't create zombies, okay? Zombies don't don't exist. You, you know, they're not real. Okay. <laughs> you know, you can't create and 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 it's like, you know, it's what it is is voter fraud. That's what that is. Is and I think what Hostin is doing here, you know, she says she's a champion for women and minority hmm. women, women of color, and yet she's attacking somebody who. How can you be a champion of women of color when you're attacking somebody who's a woman of color? Because she's a woman of color. This is what the attack is. The attack is on Nikki Haley because she's a woman of color who's a conservative. That's the attack here. I, I don't understand. Um, I don't under see because it's dumbass. See, I don't understand dumbass. Dumbass is dumbass. It's dumb and ass all together. Okay, so it, it's it's impossible to understand. It's 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 easy to identify that oh, that's dumbass. Understanding it, you know, that's trying to make it logical. It, there is no logic to it. There is no way to support this. There is no way to say that this is okay. There is no way to say that this is a legitimate argument because it's not. It's dumbass. Dumbass is to Democrat as air is to breathing. Never tried to whitewash her heritage or do anything. She's been very open about it. And in fact, she's been a very effective leader. And essentially what Sonny is doing by attacking her is setting the women's movement back. Just because you don't agree with her point of view, just because you don't want to see her get ahead because her uh, views don't align with yours, doesn't mean that you attack her and you manufacture something out of nothing completely. See, where is, see the thing is, this is, this is insane, okay? She should be celebrated by women. Because she's smart, she's brilliant, she's a great leader. She was extremely she was she was extremely competent in every aspect of every job she's ever had. 
Okay, that should be something that should be celebrated, encouraged, and is an example of, regardless of her being a conservative. Okay, that's that's just I don't know, I don't know. But see, I I I'm, I use logic. <laughs> okay, I believe in science and logic and not dumbass. But this shows you how wokeism has just kind of. You know, it, it's to the point of what we were talking about with Stacey Abrams as well. It, people can say such extreme things, and American people may just see a headline. They may not know really what's behind it. They'll believe it, um, and they'll take that to the polls with them. And the Democrats try to. Okay, what she saw, what the statement she said about Stacey Abrams. What, what about that? Is Stacey Abrams um, uh, said that there's no such thing as a fetal heartbeat? Okay, um, every and and you had. Uh, the people saying, oh, doctors say, there was no doctors that said this. But you had Facebook saying, oh, doctors have said, there has been no doctors that say this. Because if you do an ultrasound at six weeks, you see a heart, you hear a heart, there's a heartbeat. That's a scientific fact. And Stacey Abrams, who's not a doctor, who's not a doctor, is stating, is misrepresenting facts. And le leftist media to support her in her bid to, for governor is, is, is stating that it is fact when it is not. When it is not. What, if you post this on YouTube, are you going to be blocked? My, my, channel, there, my channel has been completely canceled by YouTube. I've been, I've been deplatformed by YouTube. Okay, I have been. I cannot post anything. I had to set up a new account just to where I can have access to videos to use in my podcast. But I'm not going to post anything on YouTube. YouTube, I will never post anything on YouTube ever again. YouTube, I will never post on YouTube. I post on Rumble, on the Constitutional Patriot Rumble page, which will have a link in the show notes, and a soon to be coming. Tea Party Policy Chat Rumble Channel. Look forward to that in the near future. Moving on. Take advantage of that. And they make these outrageous statements that are essentially not factually based. Yeah, no, that's right. And Emily, we've seen these attacks so much. We have an array of headlines displaying them. Uh, the Hill, Senator Scott, when he was called Uncle Tim, the social media response, he called that so disappointing. Again, Senator Tim Scott, um, you remember when Dick Durbin essentially called him a token, or at least the policy he was putting forward, called the Justice Act. NBC, there was a Texas blogger um, who was hired by a congressman who later renounced. They had this, um, this black, this black man was being, uh, who's black conservative. Oh, which one was it? I can't remember which one. He was being interviewed by, by CNN or something. And and he was making a political, uh, a conservative statement, a statement of fact. And the and they said, "You're that's just your white privilege showing." And he goes, "I'm an African American." <laughs> oh, that was so funny. That was so funny. Moving on. The blogger, but he called Myra Flores Miss Frijole, Samuel Jackson, Uncle Clarence with Clarence Thomas. The point is, these are widespread. It's not just one example from Sonny Hostin. It's so reprehensible when you hear elected officials that are supposed to represent all Americans that are engaging in things like that level of 
absolutely appalling racist name-calling. I mean, I expect it from vapid Hollywood celebrities, but to get it from other elected officials, from other people that are supposed to view these others as their colleagues, I'll add one more word to what Senator Scott said. He said, powerful, positive um, of the, these minority GOP leaders, but I'll also add that they're not in lockstep, hmm. that they are not in lockstep with the view that certain people think that they should. See, this right here is important. This right here is a key aspect to the whole thing right, is that they're thinking for themselves. They're not in lockstep with the, with, with, with the racial purity of democratic thought, right? You ha if you're black, you have to vote Democrat. And if not, then you're a traitor to your race, as one person said. Joe Biden said that. The Reverend Al Sharpton said that. Okay, if you don't vote Democrat, you're a, ra you're a traitor to your race. Seriously? How can you be a traitor to your race? You have the, you're, you, race is nothing more than, a, than skin pigmentation. So what? It is completely irrelevant to anything. I don't, I don't care about the color of a person's skin. I care about the content of their character. Because guess what? You can be a dumbass in every color of the rainbow. Right? Being a dumbass is not color skin. Being a dumbass is you're a dumbass. <laughs> there's white, there's brown, there's black, there's red, there's yellow, there's, you know, whatever color. Pick a color, pick a race, pick an ethnicity, pick a whatever. There are smart people and there's dumb people. There's intelligent people. There's really stupid people. It doesn't, skin is completely irrelevant to anything. To, there, it, is, it has zero importance in the world at all. Ever. Seriously. But the it is absolutely everything to the Democratic Party. Skin color is all that matters to the Democratic Party. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. The competency you do in your job is completely irrelevant if you check boxes ethnicity minority-wise. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters should vote by, that they should hold, and that is why they're being vilified. Could you imagine if one of us on our couch said what Sonny did? Interjecting, someone who's making a, a point about substance, interjecting to say, what's her real name again? That, that level of accusatory tone based on zero facts, it would take one second to Google to learn that Nikki is her full name on the birth certificate. And the fact that now a former ambassador to the UN has to weigh in to defend that for some reason, a sitting senator has to weigh in as well, is such a sad state, in my opinion, of the impact that this vocal minority has and that expectation that is somehow acceptable that the left tells you, minority person, how to vote. And if you don't, we're going to call you an uncle. That's disgusting and that's un-American. Yeah. Well said, Jimmy, but we've seen this all too often from Sonny Hostin. All those yeah. attacks that I just laid out, Sonny Hostin has articulated several of those herself. She mm -hmm. called the idea of a black Republican an oxymoron. Uh, when it came to Clarence Thomas, he doesn't really represent the black community, was her quote. When it came to Senator Scott, he was apparently used yeah. um, when he gave his rebuttal to Biden um, mm -hmm. after the joint address. And Van Jones, she said, people in the black community don't trust you anymore. Mm -hmm. After he partnered with the Trump administration on criminal justice reform. I mean, it's one after the other. Uh -huh. See, here you have somebody 
Van Jones. Van Jones is a communist. Van Jones, he hates Republicans. Van Jones is a person of, of, of low moral character, in my viewpoint, not because he's black, but because he's a communist. I don't give a his his skin color, his race is not relevant at all. I don't like Van Jones because he's a communist. I don't like communists. I don't like Chinese communists. I don't like former KGB communists or former uh, Soviet Socialist Republic of you know Russia communists. I don't like communists. I don't like Cuban communists. I don't like communists from Venezuela. A commun I don't I don't like communists. I don't like communism. Communism is evil. Communism is evil. For a third time, for those millennials and, and Gen Zers and those in, in the dumbassness of California, communism is evil. Van Jones is a communist. I don't like him because he's a communist. Now, he was able to work with the Trump administration. Trump was willing to work with anybody who wanted to get things done and make America better. So he, he p was willing to work with Van Jones, a communist, an anti-American, an anti-person who hated Trump. But he would, Trump was willing to work with this person on criminal, on, on, on criminal legislation reform to make America better. He was willing to do that. No Democrat, politician, senator, congressman, president has been willing to do that. Nobody. That right there, that one aspect should say you that Republicans are more honest about helping America than anything else. That one thing alone. That one thing alone. Well, you know, let's not discount the fact that this is the dumbest show on television. And I mean that. They are the least informed people known to man. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> he is so accurate. He is so right. The view is the, the, the group. It, 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 they formed a show on TV taking the most ignorant people that they can find. That have, they are this extremely stupid people. And putting them on the show. I mean, wow. Wow. And, you, and why, uh, this is, I think Barbara Walters did that on purpose because when Barbara Walters started The View, Barbara Walters was the, the smartest person on the show. She did not want there to be a stage full of intelligent people on that show. But she did have one or two that over time that were on the show for short periods of time were somewhat intelligent. Okay, but they left the show. They left the show. There was the blonde Republican, what's her name? She was on the show. She was really smart. She left it. They did have one. She left it. She went to work for CNN, I think, or whatever network she went to work as a newscaster. So they, they, they did have one or two that were somewhat intelligent. Everybody else was a group of dumbass idiots, right? And, they, and, and the intelligent people that would get on the show, they left the show because of the stupid the the massive amount of stupidity that was there and the massive amounts of hostility creating a hostile work environment for people on the show who basically did not were not lockstep groupthink 
Goldberg once nominated Jill Biden for Surgeon General, and she's not a medical doctor. <laughs> that was a real thing. I mean, let's yeah. not forget that didn't happen. Okay, she once said the Holocaust wasn't about race, and I had to apologize for that. But it's amazing that they're able to stay on the air. That being said, I'm glad, because it's how I get my son to clean his room. I'm like, socks <laughs> off the floor, or Joy Behar's coming on. But this is the thing. Okay, whether it's coming from The View or it's coming from Democratic leaders, they're in a really desperate spot right now. What it See, what's really sad is... The concepts and the and the and the concepts and the ideology that is coming from the view is also coming from democratic leaders. Sad, sad, sad state of affairs. It comes to retaining minority support because they have demonstrated empathy as a brand to the minority community. We got your back, we're looking out for you. But as a trait, they never deliver. They're always fighting superficial battles, these straw man arguments about racism. The whole Democratic sales pitch to minorities is that we're living in the year 1822 because the Republicans don't want to promote women and black leaders and Latino leaders. So when they actually show up, the Democrats don't have much of a rebuttal other than to send Jill Biden down to Texas to call Latinos breakfast tacos, which last I checked. Well, that was... <laughs> <laughs> was it, was it, binge, uh, was it, uh, who is it, Rubio says, he says, I'm like eggs in chorizo burrito. I mean, it was like so funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um, and, and, and not in the Bogotas, not the bodegas, the Bogotas. <laughs> um, what I wanted to, what I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to call an end to this because what, the point I want to make is this, is, uh, let me, let me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it into this. Um, the, the, the issue, the issue is the ideological aspect of this. Okay. Now, <laughs> uh, when you are embracing this, this racial identity where you have to vote with them, um, it was back in during it was it was all the way back to uh, it was it was recently it, there was there was the Reverend Al Sharpton there was a they, they were holding a a thing about Detroit there was a, a panel discussion about um, go, what the issues about Detroit the problems going on in Detroit and the and there was this old man I saw it it was on C on C span I believe it was um, and. He said they had all these people and they were talking and this man stood up and said it goes it's not it, you know they're trying to say that white people were the, white people were the cause of the problems in Detroit conservative and he goes he goes it's not white people uh, it, us is the reason because we keep electing them and he pointed to the people on stage the people that were running Detroit which was 100% the Democratic Party he said we keep we keep electing them because we're believing what they're saying and it's like that's not true we need to stop electing them we need to elect different people and new people that don't and so that's the issue and everybody's yeah and he reverend Dallas was no 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 wait a minute wait a minute it's not you know you have to keep electing us you have to keep us in power you have to keep that race bait and that race hatred going and so that they can stay in power Okay, and this one man said, no, it's not this racism that you keep saying it is. He was, and everyone cheered. But did the government change? No. So that's an interesting thing. You get the government that you vote for.
you get the government that you vote for. And the problem is, is that when that government becomes tyrannous, okay, and they do things to prevent them from losing power, like voter suppression, voter intimidation. During the Obama election, re-election, there were, um, you know, groups of people standing outside of polling places, African-American organizations that were standing outside of polling places in predominantly white neighborhoods with nightsticks to keep people, to prevent white people or into, to intimidate white people from voting. That did happen. That was a, that did happen. And Van Jones, it was the Attorney General at the time, he said there will be no prosecutions of, of, of African Americans for voter intimidation. Even though there's videos of them with nightsticks standing outside the door of a polling place. Which is illegal. That's a felony. I have seen numerous, numerous um, voter irregularity issues. I have been a victim of voter fraud. My vote was stolen in three consecutive elections during the Obama era. That's a his, that, is, that is a statement of fact. I have never, never applied for an absentee ballot. Ever. Not in my entire life have I ever signed a form requesting an absentee ballot. But in three elections, somebody filled out a form requesting an absentee ballot that I never received, that I never requested, voted on an absentee ballot, and sent it in. And I would go vote in person on election day, filling out when I was told that I was removed from the absentee ballot list by the county clerk's office in Fresno, still on the absentee ballot voting list, had to fill out a provisional ballot. And in three consecutive elections, Obama's election, the midterms, and his re-election, those three elections, my vote did not count. It was stolen. The absentee ballot that was illegally obtained and illegally applied for and illegally made was the vote that was counted. So when people tell me, such as YouTube or LinkedIn or Facebook or anybody who tells me voter fraud does not exist, I say my personal experience says that's not true. My personal experience, which is a, which is a factual thing and, and can be proven and could be proven within a court of law that my vote was in fact stolen. Don't tell me that voter fraud does not exist, because it does. And have and there has never been, ever, an explanation of any of these voter fraud ev evidences, and to prove them wrong, ever, ever, just a statement. Well, that didn't happen. No. Well, then explain this video. 
explain this list of dead people that have died before the election and how they voted in the election. Explain that. Explain how in Michigan over 20,000 people who died well before the election voted in the election. Explain that to me. Explain those facts to me. See, this is the ideological viewpoint that they're using to control the issues. Right? This is the ideological viewpoint that they're using to maintain power, and they do that by instituting this hatred against conservatives. By focusing this hatred against conservatives and this and this racial activity and, and claiming Republicans are racist when there's no evidence of anywhere, the only racism the only racism that has been proven has comes from the Democratic side. So that's what we get here. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to Tea Party Policy Chat. I enjoyed my oolong tea while I did this podcast and on the Tea Party Policy Chat. God bless America. God bless you all. And goodbye.